Blog Talk Radio. television on and forgot. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just a reminder uh, to catch everyone up on all of the uh, episodes of Beauty Talk. The first six episodes are still available for your viewing pleasure on YouTube, www.youtube.com slash Illusions Cosmetics. Episode 7 and 8 will be available shortly. So um, go ahead and catch up on the first six. The last two will be coming soon. Uh, Also coming soon is the new website for uh, Beauty Talk, the web series. And we will give you uh, that address when uh, it's available. And for those, again, who may be interested in face and body painting, uh, the face, the, uh, I'm sorry, not not the face and body painting convention, but the Face and Body Art International Convention uh, is coming up in Orlando, Florida on May 25th and May 29th. And in 2012, the Face Painting Convention is, will be uh, coming to the U.K. So I'll be giving you more information uh, on that as well. But for now, you can go to www.facepaintingconvention.co.uk. And for the Face uh, and Body Art Convention in Orlando, you can go to fabaic.com. And makeup artist and former guest of Beauty Talk, Veronica Ling, once again, uh, is presenting a five-day beauty class on June 6th through June 10th at Cinema Secrets in Burbank. For, in, well, for more information on that, you can call Veronica personally at 213-700-6926, or you can visit her website, www.veronicalane.com and that's all I have for tonight. Cool. So welcome to the show, Nettie Davis. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're great. Thank you um, for joining us again. Oh, glad to be here. <laughs> so let's just get right into it, Nettie. Um, Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, when you started your career as a fashion manicurist, um, and what inspired you to do so. 
Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm from Houston, Texas. Born and raised. And I moved here about seven years ago. Um, I went to fashion school. And so when I got here, um, I, wa- I aspired to be a fashion designer, and but ended up uh, as a costumer in the um, in the in the movie industry. Uh, got injured oh, okay. and <laughs> went back to manicuring, and ended up uh, meeting a couple of people that uh, do what I do now. Now let me ask you this: How long um, has it been since you were a costumer? Oh wow, it's probably been about about four years, as long as I've been a fashion manicurist, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, so you kind of couple. knew the <laughs> ins and outs of um, working the in the entertainment. Industry. Yeah, <laughs> the entertainment industry. It's, it's pretty much gotcha. the same business. You're just doing something different. Right, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and so what what inspired you to become a, a, nail, a manic- fashion manicurist? Well, um, I <laughs> it actually was kind of I kind of fell into it because, like I said, I really wanted to do fashion, but but let me reiterate that I had been doing this since I was literally in the fourth grade for my family, for my mom, for my grandmother. <laughs> so I was so it was it was like um, doing nails to me was like waking up in the morning. It was that easy. So it, it wasn't something that I thought I would do as a career. So when I was injured right. on the on the film, then I was like, okay, well I'll try this for a little bit, and then it just kind of took over. And my extreme love for nails and things like that just came really, really easy. So I don't really feel like I I work. I, it's just something fun that I do, and people having to pay for pay me for it, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, that's, that that's nice. what it really is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you get to pay me for what I what I like to do. Cool. So that I just kind of fell into it and. Now, I don't want to get out of it, I guess. So, there you go. <laughs> Great. Tell us um, a little bit about that particular job, though. What uh, What is a okay. fashion manicurist do? Oh, well, pretty much uh, we, you know, like uh, when a photo shoot is happening, everything, the ins and outs of a photo shoot, it, well, that person needs to be pristine from head to toe. So, you know, the hair person, makeup person, they need to you know, do their job to the T, and I need to do my job to the T. So I have to give them a nice, quick pedicure, a nice, quick manicure. You know, of course, choose choose a, a coordinate coordinating color for, you know, that's going to match most of the wardrobe. Or, you know, we, we might plan on changing it a couple of different times during the shoot, you know, to get, you know, maybe a couple of different looks. And so that's what I do. I take care of the nail part of uh, the entire picture. So the... Because I'm listening to you, uh, you know, saying you wanted to be into fashion. Do you do you think that having that fashion background really helped you um, with your career as a fashion manicure? You know, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because I don't know, I I like to also incorporate, and those things inspire me as well. I like to incorporate different textures, and you know, like like see like a sequence jacket. I like to put some sequins on some nails, you know. And things like that. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely did. And plus, my hand sewing, having a steady hand for things like that. You know, making the you know a uh, hand bound or you know making handmade buttonholes and things like that is it's it's about the same as like having a steady finger for like you know putting sequins on or piling up you know rhinestones and you know it's 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 about the same. You have to have a steady hand and really really know 
uh, a balance to what you want, you know, as as in too much or not enough. Right. Make it perfect for yourself. Yeah, I love it. Well, let, me, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, you know, being in this particular industry, um, how is it different being a fashion manicurist and having to know all that you have to know versus just being a manicurist at your local neighborhood salon? Um, I don't really think it's that different, actually, but I, as the, hmm, it's it's only different as a necessity for a job. So when someone says, mm-hmm. okay, you know, you need to be on a shoot right away or something like that, you're going not knowing what you're doing. So you don't know if you're doing gels or acrylics or refill or full set minks. You really don't know what you're doing. So when you get there, <laughs> you just need to know right. how to do everything and try to have everything at the director's or producer's or the artist's disposal. As in, you know, but, you know, it's, it's different from someone coming to you and, of course, you know, that you've already talked to them and you you know what they want. They 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 are making an appointment for you know a full set of acrylics or gels something like that. So of course you know you are you're already prepared. But it's uh, being a fashion manager is a little different in that aspect. It's, it's kind of a whirlwind, you know. Like oh you know we don't right. want uh, acrylics or you know or or maybe that and and I guess it's also different because you're not in contact with the artist at first sometimes, the person you're actually doing. You're talking to maybe the assistant or the producer or, or you know, someone else indirectly. So you're like, okay, and when you get there, it might be, you know, the artist might want, the artist or actress might want something completely different. So that's the only difference between working in the shop and being on the road is, you know, you just have to be ready for everything. Right. How do, what happens when... You're on set. You haven't talked to the actual artist. Um, you don't know the condition of their actual nails, like what you're going to be working with. What happens when? <laughs> well, how happens do you handle it when you get in there and their nails are just a mess? That's that's the funny part. It's like you, that's that's like I just said. It's just. It's the same. You, you have no idea what you're what you're coming into, you know. And sometimes I run into, you know, how some people have a, um, they they have a, I don't know, thumbs that look like toes. So you, so, so I also have to add um, a toe tip to my kit to fit thumbs that are too wide. You know, it's just you have to be ready for right. everything. You have to be ready for everything. And however it looks, however awful it looks, since you're getting paid a uh, more than, you know, the basic manicures in the shop, you better make it perfect. So however the nails look, I don't care if she only has a couple of nails, you know, if she has no nail on one finger, paint the skin. Like, just <laughs> just make it look <laughs> right for the time being, for the shoot or for the video, for the project, and, you know, it, everything will be fine. So it's pretty <laughs> funny. But you're like, yeah, sometimes it does happen like that. You tell them, you know, they have uh, a couple of long nails and uh, maybe two short nails or just have broken it off into the skin. And it can be tedious, you know, because you don't want to hurt them. But, like, i, I got to get these nails off and put put another set on and and in half the time. So, there you go. And got to be ready. You, um, if I heard you correctly, you mentioned earlier that um, – 
you have to be able to like work quickly. Yes. Um, oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. And so usually, usually it's you know the makeup artist is doing his or her thing, hair person they're on it, and I don't know. Uh, well, rarely, but sometimes they'll also be getting a, an interview from the um, the magazine writer, and then I'm mm-hmm. well usually sitting down. Well, sitting on the floor <laughs> with feet in my lap, trying to get that part done because I don't want to be in the way of the man, uh, of the makeup artist or the or the hair person. So I'm down below, and then we switch out, and so it's you know it can be hard on the artist and the actress because they're being pulled in every different direction because it needs to happen within you know at least an hour, hour, two hours, so they can get into costume and ready for the project. Pretty crazy. <laughs> But yeah, you have to yeah. work fast. You you never wanna you never wanna lag behind. That's why before you even get started, like before I get started, I go and talk to the producers, okay, well what were you thinking? I like to collaborate with the producer and the stylist, you know, because, you know, they they are so in tune with, you know, what what nail color or what nail art might go with with, with the wardrobe they've pulled. So so yeah, we just we just get together. So everything's ready, you know. When I'm when I'm going in, I'm like, all right, I'm going in. This color, this rhinestone, this tip, this shape, you know. And I try to plan it out in my head as best I can and get ready for uh, get ready for the the shooting, the the whirlwind. Because after after um, the photographers or the directors' creative flow starts to starts to come through, things switch up. Okay, well, you know what? We were thinking that color. And now, now we want something completely different. So you have to be really, really quick in, you know, even running to set with polish, you know, being on your hands and knees and repainting toes or painting over a lighter color as you can get away with it and just go, 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 go. And hope, you know, and have a blow dryer with you and, you know, just in case you've got closed toed shoes or, or she's got open toed shoes, you can only paint two toes anyway. And it's just, it's a whirlwind. <laughs> But it happens. You just have to make the picture look right for the time being. It's it's pretty funny, you know, when they come out the shoes and they have like two red toes and 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 three green ones. But right, you know, it's, <laughs> if it's for the shoot, just make it happen and make it happen quick. So, absolutely. You know, and some of those same things, you know, you apply to, and you know it yourself as a former, you know, costumer. Um, same thing applies with hair and makeup. Sometimes you just have to, you know, cheat a little bit or whatever just to make it happen fairly quickly. Yes, yes. It's, I mean, because you want to make everyone happy, you know, and, and if things are lagging, I think that time is money, but also creativeness, you know, when when people get, get an idea and they want to make it happen quick because the idea has come so quick, you need to ha- make it happen quick as well. So you got to be ready to roll with the punches. Absolutely. Um, even yeah. though I think sometimes with makeup, um, more so like with effects type things, you know, a lot of times the directors want something and they think it could happen quickly. And they and just yeah, don't understand that some of that stuff just don't work like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where the planning comes in. So hopefully, you know, you have you know a production that is really considerate of your work and really you know respective. Mm-hmm. You know what it takes. What it takes to make his vision or her vision work. You know, right? So it's I like, think you said the cre. I think you said the um the most important words. You know, those who are considerate and respect. Yes. You know, your job. 
Yeah, so, so I'm sure you've I'm sure you've been on a job before, and it's like you're you're doing your thing, and you know they they start switching up things, and then they they send the the AD, you know, the third AD or whatever, to mm-hmm. come and come and knock on the door every 15 minutes. You're like, I'm 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 doing the best that I can, and and it's great that that person, that person, you know, because it's always an indirect, you know, thing. It's not. You're not talking to the producer, but the producer has related to the the director and so on and so forth. And so you have an AD coming and constantly, you know, trying to hurry us along so we can hurry up and wait anyway. But exactly. still, <laughs> but still, you know, if that AD like that's something that they could learn, you know, it's always be you know considerate, you know, to what we do. Right. Keep us on our toes. There's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but just be considerate of what we do. So it's important. Absolutely. Now let's talk about, because I know some, um, there may be some manicures out there wanting to know about this. Let's talk a little bit about agency representation. Okay. Um, As a manicure, what does an agent do for you? Hmm, actually, (laughs) well, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I think that an agent, an agent does the same thing for hair, makeup, and nails, which is pretty much uh, uh, help you with your career, you know, nurture you, get you into circles you wouldn't normally be in. You know, someone calls them, like maybe an advertising agency, and say, we need someone that can do this. And it's important that you have a book or, you know, a, a portfolio, to, to show to show them, and if they like what they see, then you know they choose you. That's about it. I mean, you know what? I'm glad. I'm go glad ahead. That was a good answer. I'm glad you said what you said because you know some people may answer the question, "Oh well, you know they help they get me jobs." Um, not to say that they don't, but I think it's good for artists, whether you're hair, makeup, nails, right. wardrobe. I think it's great for you to to realize that they're there to nurture you and, like you said, to get you in the circles that you probably normally would not be in so that yeah, you I mean, can at least be considered for yeah. the job. I would think that your portfolio and, your you know, your resume would get you the job. Well, um, well only if it had lips to talk. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so you yeah. need someone. You need someone that's gonna fight for you. You know, fight for a good high rate because everyone and every you know it's every producer's job and every uh, UPM's job uh, to uh, save money for the production, but not it shouldn't be at the cost of your art. You know, and so you know it's they they say okay, well you know you can have my you know you can have Daddy okay, but you need to pay a certain amount or, you know, keep her for a certain amount of hours because she's highly sought after and, you know, it's it's important. It's important. So everybody should get what they want. The production should get what they want. You should be happy with your work and the artist should be happy with you. So that's pretty that's pretty much it. But yeah, and then once you get into the circle, now now it's uh it's it works both ways where you're now they so they represented you, so now you're on the set and now you're representing them and yourself as well. So it's very, very important to keep those uh keep keep those relationships, you know, fresh. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now how does how does a manicurist uh 
create one, well, I don't know if create is word, but put together a great portfolio. What 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 would be a great portfolio for a manicure? Hmm. Well, I guess I guess a lot of nail shots. They shouldn't just be just nail shots. It should be you know like maybe some uh, some nails touching some lips or you know just a uh, uh, wonderful wonderful beauty shots. It's nice to have natural nails and see now see with a lot of manicures because I I know I was when I was young crazy 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 overly crazy <laughs> about nail art. <laughs> And so, in the beginning, when I was getting my book together, and I was just like, no art, no art, just more, 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 more. I ran into, and it's, and and they will tell you, please, please put as much natural nails in your book as you can. It's it's very odd, and I will look at them like, what are you talking about? This is this is my art, and they say, I understand <laughs> that, but for fashion, it's going to be. Um, Usually one color, you know, the shape of the nail is going to really feed into the story or the era that they're going for, and it's not always going to be nail art. It's not always going to be meats or rhinestones or, you know, it's not always going to be like that. It's going to be natural. So just make sure your book um, tells a lot about what you can do. So if you if you're if you're putting a book together, Put the crazy ghetto nails in there. Put the crazy 80s nails in there. And also put great, a nice, fresh French manicure, a nice, you know, natural nails or just something that's buff, something that just looks beautiful and pristine. And manicured, of course. There you go. Well, you know, and that's, so, the, thing with, um, that's the same with makeup. Mm-hmm. You have to put on some nice, yeah. like, beauty shots, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But yep. you also have to get a little crazy with it, too. So it has to... As to show show everything that you can do. Exactly, but but not going overboard with all the art and right. Exactly. Gotcha. I think gotcha. I think maybe if you have ten things, maybe four things. Four things can be just a little crazy, just a little. Okay. <laughs> okay. And everything else should be kind of in the mixture of like you know because they look at it as to me as the big picture, you know, like of the fashion, the model, like it, everything will contribute to your picture, the makeup, everything. So when I was getting well, my book together, I, go ahead. Well, now that you said that, because I'm thinking about like with makeup, you know, mm-hmm. like most makeup artists, we all go for like the most beautiful models with the great skin and then all we that, do makeup yeah. on them and then we shoot, you know, shoot the photos and we put it in our books. So what yeah. about with, with nails, are we going for um, someone whose hands, especially now that they have, that you're talking about yes. doing the natural nails, someone that has the most beautiful hands, um, that kind of thing? Yeah. Yes. Just, I mean, because pretty much when you're putting your book together, you're setting it up as if you were the producer. So you're not going to get someone okay. that's been, you know, scraping their knuckles on the concrete. You're going to get... <laughs> You're gonna get someone that you know, you know, wears gloves and possibly does it professionally and has you know nice, nice long fingers with you know, uh, not so much you know scars or discolorations in the skin. So yeah, you know, same thing, same thing. When I was putting my book together, I wanted to, I wanted to see the portfolios of you know the makeup artist and the hair person because I know that all of that contributes to the picture I'm putting in my book. 
Gotcha. And the photographer's book as well. So I want to see right. his book before we <laughs> before we shoot. So yeah, right. So photography photography is important. Oh yeah, because however they retouch my nails, I'm gonna <laughs> I need to know the end result is gonna be desirable. Because if not, then you right. wasted a, a whole day on set, and I and y'all know that those are some long days. <laughs> right, and mm-hmm. accomplish nothing. Yeah, you know, so a lot of planning, a lot, a lot of planning, and just remember it's for your future. So, just you know, take it seriously. Don't just meet someone just because you like their personality. Trust, you know, their retouching or their photography. You really need to see some proof. It's all about business first. Right. Now that's that's important stuff. So for those of you out there who are listening, I hope you're taking notes, especially those who are who are manicures. <laughs> and, and would like to have you know agency representation, and even for those who um, who are not seeking agency representation, but just want to put a nice portfolio together for the purpose of um, seeking jobs. Yes, the same thing applies. You know, you're going to want that in your book. Yeah, if you happen to be, because you know, in in the beginning, we all represent ourselves anyway before we get with an right. agency. So you still need a book when you're on your own. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about let's talk, you know, about the nail trends. What's what's hot or what's new for um summer twenty eleven? Oh my goodness. Summer twenty eleven. Um, I think <laughs> well me me personally <laughs> I love bright colors all year round, but I know a lot of people, you know, uh, of course, you know, because color invokes mood and, you know, happiness, sadness, you know, excitement. So, of course, we all want to be pretty cool and happy in the summer. I, for one, am in love with um, teal. So I am kind of, I love blue, but I'm a little over blue a little bit. And I love teal. I love bright teal. I love dark teal. I love it frosted. I love it, I love it matte. I love it cream. I, I love teal. Teal, yellow, bright yellows, um, Easter, you know, pastel yellows, nice pastel colors are always in, you know, beautiful pastel lavender colors, um, beautiful bright Neon purple. Ah, see. Yeah, neon purple. <laughs> neon purple. Throw some neon purple in it. You know, I know we all love our hot pink, but throw some neon purple in it and watch crowds go crazy. So I'd be like, oh, neon purple. Where'd you get that? So <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. Just out of the ordinary neon colors for, for summer. Um, are there some particular brands that have some of these colors that you really like? <laughs> um, well, Zoya, Zoya is one of my favorites. They have uh, amazing colors. Uh, Zoya and Essie, I, I would turn to them first, and if not, then you know OPI has always got your back. So. And China Glaze yeah, is one Essie. of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I love China Glaze too. They're, um, they're for for Audrey is like, ugh, this beautiful Tiffany blue. Love it, love it, love it. Now that that's hot always. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so that's that's what I love. Beautiful bright neon colors and pastels for, for summer. And what about um, what color nails? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, you go ahead. I was gonna say, what about nails for children? Like how should 
um, kids' nails be groomed? And, like, what's, like, too young for a little girl to wear nail polish? (laughs) Or is any age, I mean... I well, as long as they don't feed us food, then they're then they're old enough. Right. They are if they, if they if they can let it dry, uh, that 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 would be good as well without you know messing it up. But um, I yeah, as long as <laughs> like I said, as long as they know that it's nail polish, not food, and they're old enough to wear nail polish, and it's nice to make it fun for them, and and it should be you know like uh, something that's formaldehyde free, like like Zoya's brand or Spa Ritual. Um, and I think it, I don't know, it, I think it really adds to, uh, I don't have a daughter yet, but I think it would add to, like, the tea time, because that's what my mom did with me. We painted our nails, and she put the rollers in my hair, and we do each other's nails. See, she totally started my career. And, uh, and uh, you know, it just it just adds to the whole girliness, you know, thing. And it's, and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a nice me time and nice girl time with, you know, your, your kids. So. Cool. Let's add, talk you know, about sparkles and sprinkles. Okay. Let's talk about like we haven't been talking about it all night, but let's talk about nails. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, you know, gel nails, natural nails, you know, mink nails. You know, what's the, the gel nail uh, craze all about? Uh, the I think the gel nail craze is about well, first of all. Not having to be in a stinky, you know, I'm about to faint nail shop with the with the mm-hmm. acrylics. So I think that is the first, like, um, I don't know. It's the first. That's the first craze is that something that has no no scent to it, and it's a, it's definitely healthier. Um, second thing is, I think it well, it helps your nails to breathe a little bit better. You know, it's not as hard as acrylic. Acrylic's almost like a brick on your fingers, you know. Well, it, well, of course, depending on the thickness. But um, but gels, especially gel polish these days, really help help the nails to stay flexible and not be so. Now, the gel uh, polish down. is that the gel polish is that the shellac that people yes. are talking about? Yes, okay. yes, it is. It's much much thinner than than regular gel. There's different okay. densities of gel, so. There's like you know, a full set of gels that you know harden as you know and and can have the look of acrylic, and then there's you know gel polish as well that just look like okay. painted nails for you know a month, which is amazing. Now which now which um which which brands carry the shellac or do they all? Well, well actually shellac is uh, the name brand of C and D, but it's called gel polish, and C and D has shellac. And um, Nail Harmony has Jellish, and uh, there's there's a lot of brands out there right now. Uh, Tom Bacic just came out with one, and uh, he's he's amazing. And um, I don't know, it's 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 a lot of colors out there swimming around. But the the craze is that you know it it allows your nail to be flexible, and you can keep your favorite color on for about a month, and it and it adds some strength to your nails as well. So that's something that you polish over your nail color? Uh, no, you, you polish it onto your nail and oh, okay. you, you cure it and if you wanted to, you can paint over it and after you take your paint off or after it starts to chip or whatever, then uh, your po- your gel polish is still there waiting for you. Oh, okay, because these com- the, the, the shellac comes in colors. Yes. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. <clears throat> gotcha. It's, it's, so, it's really great. <laughs> the regular gel mm-hmm. that, you know, you were saying is a little bit healthier, is that kind of taking over the acrylic? Are people, a lot of people coming out of that and just going to the gel now? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think actually the the main, main reason is because you can just bust the nail, you know, or lightly, um, you know, just light, lightly bust the nail, you know, to, to apply these things rather than, you know, someone filing down your nail in preparation for the stinky acrylics, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> right. it's, just, it's just a more inviting experience than when your nails come off they're not paper thin, so you're just like, oh, finally, thank you, you know. Right. So right. No, no, you know, not not that meant because it's I I I don't know about you, but I used to get my nails done all the time. <laughs> if I didn't have time to do it myself, like in high school, and you know, when they run across that that cuticle with that drill, you're like, okay, I'm <laughs> you about to ready to jump out of right. your feet. So it's nice right. that someone can just buff your nail, nose, you know, like you're at the dentist, and <laughs> freak you out. Yeah, really. You know, manicure and pedicure is still, even though you're getting false nails, it's still supposed to be a little bit more relaxing, you know. So uh, getting acrylics wasn't always a relaxing experience. You, just, you feel like you had to watch your nail technician, you know. You're like, okay, just, just mm-hmm. don't make me bleed, please. Don't, don't, don't bleed me out. So that's, that's. What? That's that's what it is, really. It's why people are kind of throwing acrylics over for for gels. No smells, no pain, <laughs> and healthy. Right. What else can you ask for? Yeah, well, I remember when um, I remember years ago when my sister turned me on to acrylic, um, and it was kind of before acrylic got popular. You know, it was out for a while, but this was before it got popular, and we tried the acrylic, and it was. The way that the particular manicurist applied it, you know, I liked it. It wasn't, you know, really thick and all that. Um, but, and after doing that for probably maybe a year, I guess, I was like, okay. You know, and I switched manicures at the time. It seemed like I could think probably when I switched, that's when I started not to really like it as much. But I was like, okay, this is not for me. I liked my natural nail. I never had problems with growing uh, my natural nail. I was only trying the acrylic just because, you know, something my sister talked me into, and I was like, okay. Um, but I think when I when I became a manicurist, that was something that I was determined. I am not doing this acrylic because, like you said, you know, the, the smell. Though I will say, when I was in nail school, um, we used the odorless. OPI introduced an odorless. Um, yes. Acrylic system. I remember. So, yeah. So it wasn't. Yeah, but is it, it wasn't isn't that um, funny though? It wasn't that. <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> that in school you're like, no, no, orderless, but when you start working, it's like as soon as they open the door, you're like, you know, and make sure exactly. you, you always have to have ventilation wherever you rent it. So exactly. But the odorless stuff didn't really stay on. <laughs> well, you know, and I it was actually, it. And it was, you know. And it was runnier, remember? It was much runnier. Like, you couldn't really, you're like, okay, this is the monomer and the powder together. It's just like goop. It wasn't as solid as, like, the stinky stuff. It was, it was just right. goopier. So, I was like, well, okay, you I know, I was determined, 
I was determined I'm going to be doing natural nails or I'm not going to be doing nails because I'm not going to be buying all of this odorless acrylic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, my overhead is not going to be that much. So I was like away with the acrylic nails. But the gels weren't as, weren't as popular back then at all. I mean, right. we did we did learn the technique, but no one, you know, most manicures rarely used it. Um, but wow, now that's, that's amazing because... I I must have went to I must have went to a really bobo school because I was not taught gels at all. <laughs> They're like fiberglass, silk wrap, acrylic. Okay, you pass. Boop, and <laughs> kicked us out into the world. But yeah, when gel came into play, I was at I was at a nail show in Long Beach, and that's where I was introduced to it like four years ago. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Anything. Yeah, it's been around. You know, it's been around for a while. That we actually, that was part of our course. Um, but when it came to the test, we didn't have to uh, to do the gel. We had just had to do, you know, like the acrylic. That was, you know, pretty much the biggest thing. But <clears throat> that's interesting. Four years ago, very, wow. Very true. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's this gel? Oh, nice. I like the name. <laughs> I was like, okay, anything that that'll help me, you know, uh, get get past the smell and just uh, fill it in. But you know, what really caught me was uh, the shine. I think that's what really introduced everyone to gel is putting, you know, that gel overlay over, you know, the 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 acrylic pink and white. To keep the mm-hmm. shine, that's when people really started. Oh, this, this gel thing, and I think that was a good introduction to gel. To wing nice. you off of the acrylic, yeah. So it's great that people are wanting to come out of the acrylic. Um, people now, what is it with with people wanting to have that thicker looking nail? Like <laughs> I think I really sometimes think people are afraid of their own natural nail. Like. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think they're afraid of it. I think they're bored with it. Just like people that get, you know, tattoos everywhere. They just they. Some people just see art in a blank canvas, and they want to put art there. It's you know we're we're all like that. We all you know we don't always want to wear a black dress. We want to wear like a nice snazzy print. So uh, that's. I think that's what it is. Just adding a little bit more fun and fashion to your life with minks now. Just more. You said with more. Sphinx nail? Mm-hmm. Sphinx. The, the prints or, I mean, any anything that's artistic, any, even even uh, hand-drawn nail art, you know, like the Mona Lisa or something like that. It, it's, no, it's, I, was, I was referring to the, um, yeah. the acrylic. Like, a lot of people, you know, they, they're so used to having the acrylic on their nails and their nails being a lot thicker. You know, I, like, so when yes. they take... Yeah, when they take the acrylic off, it's almost like I felt like they sometimes are afraid of their natural nail. Like, you know, it, it doesn't look as thick. It doesn't look as perfect, you know, well, and it's almost well, like. Well, that's very true. Um, that's actually true because some people, you know, we all have different shaped nails. But once you get mm-hmm. into someone sculpting your, because, you know, because it's sculpted nails, then you don't have to deal with if you have eggshell nails, you know, and, and you know those are the nails that kind of grow out and they kind of bend upward. So when you have mm-hmm. so so your 
you're faced with the reality of what, you know, the the shape of your fingertips and the shape of your nails versus what someone's created for you. So I think that's that's what it is, just like, you know, a nose job. Oh, you know what, that's great. You know, my nose is fine, but a nose that you can make for me might be better. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just it's, it's right. just something that you're not happy with, a certain part that, you know, of your body that you're just not happy with. And especially, I know, some people with eggshell really – really dislike having eggshell nails. <laughs> so right. and yeah, we don't well, yeah, all we don't we don't all have, you know, beautiful long nail bits like like the girls in the ads. So well, you know, some some of us have like stubby fingers, so but if we can get that, you know, that 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 elongated nail and then, you know, the 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 white starts way at the end to make it look long and beautiful, you know, it's just it's you know, it's imaginary. It's something that you can have, you know. Like, right. like putting on makeup. <laughs> like putting on makeup. So true. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go back to Mink's nails now. What, mm-hmm. you know, where, how did that craze come about? Oh, wow. I think a lot of um, celebrity manicures started putting it on. Well, I actually, I think it was, I think it was ah, the the gold lightning and the silver lightning that just took off. I mean, everyone loves mirror nails, and that's where the craze started, you know, just, just to Not see the, the fingers on stage and in videos. You're like, well, what is that? And at first you're like, what is that? You know, how did they get their nail like that? And it just, it's just, it's so dazzling and so beautiful, you know, just something you can add to your, you know, mirrors, mirrors or gold mirrors. It's just, I don't know. It's, I, it took me by surprise. I loved it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. And then it started to come out and, you know, different motifs and, yeah, textures of clothes and herringbone. And I don't know. It's just it's just a great look. It's a great look. Right. And it's easy to do, right? Yeah. yeah you just heat it up, make sure you dehydrate your nails with alcohol, push back those cuticles and get it ready. Buff it down, you know, make it smooth, smooth surface and new surface in, in preparation and lay it down and bend it over and <laughs> over the tips of your nails and then file it off, file off the excess, and then there you have your, your beautiful mink set of nails. Great. <laughs> now, and you can apply those over acrylics and natural nails, correct? Yes. Yes, you can. Cool. And now, if you want to, you can nails- also put... If you want to, you can also put like a nice thin layer of gel over it as well. So oh wow! Keep it shiny. Okay. Keep it shiny because yeah, because it's keep plastic it and as soon as it because it, it's you know it's 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 a it's kind of rubberized a little bit so you know as soon as you hit it or scrape it up against something it's gonna get a little dull so you know add like a nice little layer of gel to keep it keep it shiny. We all love shiny so okay. Keep it durable. Um. Speaking of natural nails, mm-hmm. how should one care for their natural nails? They they are not interested in the acrylic or the gel. How should one care for their natural nails to keep them healthy and strong? Well, for me, uh, the first thing, the first thing is very simple, actually. Every time you wash your hands, please moisturize because I think every time we let our hands go dry, that cuticle starts to flake up and separate and it just becomes a problem. So the first thing is to do is keep your hands in general moisturized. 
because, you know, us manicures, we don't just manicure the fingers. We manicure the whole hand. We give you a massage. Right. We give you a hand scrub. So we take care of the entire hand, and sometimes from the elbow to the fingertips. So um, Mm -hmm. moisturizer is one of the biggest things, and it will definitely keep your cuticles down, keep, you know, keep them hydrated, keep your skin in general, you know, nice, nicely hydrated. So, so you, so you're likely to get less cuts and bruises and things like that, little nicks, because your skin won't be dry and just get cut. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very easy right. to, for you, for your skin to open up when it's when it's dry. Um, second of all, I guess I don't know. Take take a multivitamin. I you know, we've all worked on you know pregnant women and those pregnant women come in. They've been taking those pre prenatal vitamins. And their nails are amazing. Their nails and hair are amazing. You know what I'm talking about. You almost want to pick, right. pick some up for yourself, but you don't want to jinx yourself. You're like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not ready for a baby, but I would like the hair and the nails. So, <laughs> so it's just like a multivitamin is great. A multivitamin like biotin is, is very great. So those two things, of course, eating healthy and that's about it. Keep them, keep them filed so so they don't rip or snag on anything, and you're good to go. Keep and also keep a nice, you know, uh, you know, a nice, uh, nice hardener on your nails. That wouldn't be so bad either. Right. right. When you can, when you can, we can always. Cause, cause <laughs> I would think keeping your nails hard is what would help them to grow. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So they're not brittle. Yes, but that's that's where the moisturizer comes in. Because moisturizer isn't just for for the cuticles and the hands; it's also for the nails. Mhm. So, absolutely. Moisture, moisture will keep everything lubed up and running like a well-oiled machine. Keep that system working. <laughs> cool. Now let me ask you. Um, I was doing a little research and I came across something I didn't know about. Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Netty Scrubs and what you what inspired you to create the products. Oh, wow. When I was before, I was a fashion manicurist. <laughs> um, I was always doing house calls, like I still do. But I was constantly running out of scrub. I remember I would always, every time I would go to Marshall's, because I'm kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> I love shopping. I was like, oh, I need more scrub. I need more scrub for my kid. I need more scrub, more scrub. You know, cause that was really a chance to really, you know, help your, your client to indulge and relax. And I, one day I was just uh, so fed up. I was like, why, why do I keep going keep going to get these scrubs and I would read the ingredients and I was like, oh, what? Do I really need all this just to, you know, take some skin off? <laughs> and I just started doing my research and I was like, mm, nah, you know what? I got a bowl out, you know, bought some, you know, ordered some, you know, some lavender essential oil, threw some sugar in a bowl, you know, research, you know, different fat contents on different oils, you know, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to choose great, great seed oil or whatever, something that's not too greasy, not too dry, in the bowl, mixed it up. My clients loved it and said, oh, you know, do you sell this? Uh, you know, where'd you get this? It smells like gray. My skin feels great. I was like, oh, I made it. And she was like, I remember I was I was in Hollywood somewhere on a, a near, near Barham, and she was like, oh, do you sell it? And I was like, no. And she's like, why not? And I really couldn't answer that question. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I 
made her some for our next visit and just gave it to her. And then I, I'm not just kept getting my question say, oh, oh, do you sell this? And I was like, um, no. <laughs> and I kind of started feeling stupid about it. I'm like, well, maybe if they're asking for it, you obviously have a clientele that wants it. I want you to just go ahead and do that. And then, so then it just, then people start asking me about moisturizers. So I came up with body balm and lip balm, and now I'm, you know, working on a body oil, and uh, it's, it's it's a whirlwind business, but I love it. And I have candles, and that also you know, feeds into my creativity because I just love doing stuff with my hands. I don't care if it's sewing or nail art or mixing up, you know, a candle and gluing down the wig and putting on the labels. It's, it's uh, I don't know, it all feeds into my uh, creative hunger, I guess. Something that I have to work with my hands. I have to. And so you have a website for these oils. I mean, for these scrubs. I do. It's nettiescrub.com. And you can follow me on Nettie Scrub on, on, on Twitter as well. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, cool, because I'm going to have to purchase some of these scrubs. Oh, so yes, I'm ma'am. Sure. Cool. Definitely be looking for that. Um, and so, and you, and you still currently use these scrubs and all um, on a yes. lot of your clients. Your <laughs> yes. Now, you said you do a lot of house calls. So, do you, do you try to consider yourself to be like a mobile manicure? Um, I I just call myself a manicure. When it comes to my book, and and it has a lot of fashion in it, I'm a fashion manicure. But I'm pretty much gotcha. just a uh, good old manicurist. And I am mobile, so I guess I am a mobile manicurist. Yeah, because, I, I mean, what I mean is, like, you don't work out of a salon. No. No, just okay. just on my own. Freelance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a good thing. Now, let oh, me yeah. ask you, I know that you're from Texas. Mm-hmm. And you were licensed in Texas. Now you live in West Hollywood, California. Um, when you're working as a mobile artist or, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going to make house calls, because I know each state, you know, you're required to have a license. And normally that license is so that you can work out of salons. But because you're – because you um, – you know, you you make you make house calls or what have you. Is it necessary if you're going to have a mobile business? Let's just call it that. I know you may you know you may call it something different, but for those makeup for those I'm sorry, not makeup artists, but for those manicurists who who have a, a mobile business mm-hmm. and that's all they do is go from one client to the next, you know, from one home to the next, or even sometimes have their clients come to them. In right. a home, not necessarily not necessarily a salon. Is it necessary to be licensed? In it's your always it's always necessary to be licensed. That's like saying, you know what? I'm really really good at driving. I don't need to carry my license. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no, you need to show right. that you've gone to driving school and actually are qualified. I mean, if if none of us need to go to school, then uh, well, I guess we wouldn't have schools at all. So um, right. Yeah, you absolutely. And for especially when you're freelance and you're on your own, 
You also need to own up to, you know, you need to be bonded as well. You need to have insurance because it's your business. So if something happens to go wrong and you have a disgruntled client that possibly wants to sue you for the finger you cut off, then, oh my God. <laughs> then you need to show, oh, you know, I do have a license and I do know about, you know, certain <laughs> elements of fingernails and things like that and, and you know, you know, I do, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, not just with um, – with your li- with your license also comes, you know, they know that you know how long to keep, you know, your implements sanitized and things like that. So if you don't have your license, it's just to me, I think it's just very unprofessional. So just just get your license. Yeah, I agree. Get your license and well, you know, the, well, and <laughs> so you I can ask, answer more I questions. Question. Mm-hmm. Well, I ask that question because, um, you know, with the different states, and I'll speak for Maryland, where I'm from. When I uh, went to um, school, they they put an emphasis on needing a license when you're working out of a salon. Um, and then I was doing some work in a, for a salon in D.C. And I think the salon manager or owner was saying something to me about what asking me was I licensed in D.C. because she was interested in me, um, you know working, like, consistently out of her salon. And so the reason why I ask that is because, you know, there's a lot of manicures who will work out of their own homes or, you know, go from client to client to client. And I was just wondering, you know, especially since if they come from different states, you know, they may have a license from Georgia but not not have a license in Maryland when they move to Maryland, you know, something like that. I was wondering if you had to have um, – a license to work out of your home or or to go to someone else's home to work. I agree totally that I believe if you're providing a service, you should be licensed Um, because, number one, the the important thing that the state looks at is sanitation. You know, Uh you can study all about, like, and I'll speak for myself when I was in uh, nail school, you know, we had all these tests and we studied all this stuff about um, diseases and, and, you know, proper sanitation and acrylics and, you know, how to file the nails, how to do French manicures, how to do this, how to do that. And when it came down to that exam, the main focus was sanitation. You might have had two questions about acrylic, one question about nail diseases, and the other 95, you know, were about sanitation. You know, so that's why Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very important that you do have a license, just like you said, and be insured and bonded and all of that. But I I ask that question because I don't want other manicures out there to think that, well, if I'm a mobile manicurist, you know, it's any different from working out of a salon. You still need to have that stuff. Oh, yes. No matter what. You always need to be clean. No matter what. Yeah, you have to have that to be prepared. But, again, I agree. It's very unprofessional to me to not have it. Same thing, I even say the same thing. Um, I know a lot of states don't recognize um, makeup artistry as something that needs to have a license. I really feel like you should. I think you should have a license. Um, You should go, I believe you should go through a state program. To me, it's just it's just necessary. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. So oh. we are winding down to the last four minutes of the show. 
Um, and I wanted to ask you, well, first, if there's anything else that you um, wanted the listening audience to know, again, you give out your um, your Twitter and your um, Nettie yeah, Scruggs spell, and any spell other. Your name, spell your name for me, Nettie. <laughs> N-E-T-T-I-E. Uh, so it's I-E instead of N-E-T-T-Y. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't find her on Twitter. Is that what it was? <laughs> No, I was trying to look up her site and I couldn't. Oh, okay. Get it. Nettie Scrub, one word. Hmm. Nettie Scrub. Nettie Scrub. N e t t i e s c r u b. Okay. And um, and that's also mm-hmm. it's Nettie Scrub on Twitter. Yeah. And then that website is the same for uh for the actual Scrub. It is. Cool. Well, we normally ask all of our guests the same question toward the end of the show, and my question to you is, what is beauty to you? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, hmm. Beauty to me... Hmm. Beauty to me is confidence. I think that anyone that truly has truly knows like and have faith have, and has faith in themselves and truly believes they can pursue their dreams and really make their art happen and just and just just know that they're they're able I think that's beautiful yes. nice well with that being said that is our time so we just wanted to thank you again um for joining us tonight. For those of you who liked tonight's show, go out and mark it as a favorite. Leave us a comment here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, mark the show as a favorite. Leave us a comment. And even um, send us an email to let us know um, what else you would like to hear on Beauty Talk. Uh, again, thank you, Nettie. We'll be following you on Twitter. Thank you. So get to tweeting. I know that's not your your thing, but start <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I had a good time. Thanks, ladies. Cool, 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 cool. So we're having problems with our nails. We may call on you. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Any questions, okay. I welcome it. All right. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, Again, go out and mark the uh, page as a favorite if you enjoyed tonight's show, and we will chat with you um, next week. Good night. Good night.